0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Christ and Coffee podcast. Today, we have Father Astor, uh, my good friend, uh, when he was in New Jersey. Now, he is the rector of St. David's in Burbank, uh, an Anglican church there. And today, we're going to talk about something extremely serious. Uh, I know Astor is a scholar of the Bible. He's went to Princeton Theological Seminary in Fuller. So I brought him to talk about this important topic of what makes a movie a Christmas movie with uh die hard as a case study to to kind of anchor this conversation so Astra, i know i know i brought you in for a very difficult task but it, you, are you ready yeah, for the challenge
1: i think i am i've had two cups of coffee uh didn't sleep last night and so um i'm uh i'm prepared i'm ready to go
0: <laughs> you know, great man it's good to see you brother it's i'm so happy that uh, you are where you are as a rector. I, I I I love the fact that you pursued this calling into the Anglican priesthood, and and you, you recently achieved the goal. So, congrats on that.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I think you were one of the first people I I shared this dream with one day or prayer, and and uh, it's it's crazy. Here we are, many years later, and I'm happy for you as well. And so we've had a really good friendship over the years, and to think I'd be doing a podcast on for uh, uh, Christmas movies. Uh, as an Anglican priest uh, in LA again, uh, I could not make this up. So, sure.
0: the the movie that we're going to focus on today is Die Hard, and it does take place in your neck of the woods. In fact, you like drive by the the building. Is, is it in Burbank, LA area? Where is it?
1: No, it's on the west side. It's right before you get into uh, Beverly Hills, uh, City uh, uh, Central uh, Century City. But it's uh, it's a nice part of town on the west side. But it's there. The building's there.
0: So yeah. what? so how if someone asks you the question is die hard a christmas movie how would you respond i would say is the pope catholic
1: of course it is <laughs> so, <would> so say, <laughs> of
0: course of course, <laughs> of course it is. so for those who don't know can you just summarize what what, what the die hard plot is it's this this very classic movie that we, we grew up on
1: yeah it's uh probably late 80s early 90s probably late 80s uh definitely I grew up watching this, uh, basically you have, uh, this cop that's flying in from the East coast, John McClane, and he's going to see his wife. He's got this, you know, uh, difficult marriage relationship strained and, uh, probably in the, in the uh, works of divorces in the works, probably as it's standing, he flies in and, um, uh, there's a Christmas party, you know, to see her during a Christmas party, she's invited him. And once he gets there, uh to his surprise and everybody else's uh the company is taken hostage by these
0: russians germans germans
1: germans that's right germans and they basically demand a lot of these uh exaggerated things and there's money in a vault that they're just trying to kill time and they finally get access and the whole thing is to uh fly away to get away actually and uh get away with the money but they have to hold the people the company hostage in order to do that so it creates a con you know this havoc and um all of la is shut down the grid the the the, the lights and everything so it's happening on christmas eve i believe and so john here's this undercover cop finds himself on his day off basically having to save the people and bring these bad guys uh, down and and that's kind of the plot. And he eventually, is I don't want to be a spoiler, but uh, it is a thirty years old movie. Uh, I think the
0: the story ends with him uh, doing S- just that, saving, saving the people, saving the people, saving the people. Absolutely. So I think like let's like break down criteria. So the setting is Christmas. There's a Christmas mm-hmm. party. Uh-huh. I think those are key elements to a Christmas movie. And then you right. also have Christmas music. And in fact, like the beginning of this movie starts with um, a limo driver picking him up. Uh, his name is Argyle, and John McClane. He's not sitting in the back of the limo. He's sitting in the front because he's not. He's a, he's an everyman. He's he's one of us. He's not like this elitist guy who drives a limo. And uh, John McClane, who's played by Bruce Willis, is asking this young driver. Uh, can you play any christmas music and he he goes this is christmas music and he plays a hip-hop song and i feel right. like that's a foreshadowing of like this is not your conventional christmas movie but it's kind of going to have some christian uh, christmas elements i w- I don't want to say christian elements quite <laughs> frequently but like christmas elements um and, yeah. and uh yeah and this journey begins of a holiday party you have music uh what what else what are what are some like key things that like create this genre called Christmas music, uh, movies. Well, here's
1: another thing that I think that's subtle that I just think about now, uh, with your introduction there is, you know, the, the movie starts with John McClane being on a plane Yeah, and they're about to uh, land. He's coming from the East coast. And, um, this idea of a descending person coming from the sky down onto the ground. Oh, wow.
0: This is right? getting- Theologically deep here. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just thought about that. And um, here he is to basically save. You know, he he doesn't know it at the time, but he's going to come in here and basically he's going to get bloody. He's going to, there's going to be all kinds of casualties and he's going to save and redeem people. So there's John uh, coming down as a cop, as a savior, a protector, a provider sort of thing, right? And um, so that's there. I see a little bit. But as far as your list, you said the music uh it's definitely uh the uh, there's family right yeah there's that's cat- a key
0: element of all this yeah
1: huge huge um and then all the props the christmas lights and the trees and the um kind of the festive spirit of it all they're at a party yeah, yeah. you know they're socializing that sort of thing i,
0: I think every christmas Movie has to have some element of family and reconciliation. There's always some sense of like drama in the family and then reconciliation. So I, there on Netflix, there's uh, how movies are made It's a subseries, and Die Hard was one of them. And the main writer who who kind of wrote the script based on a, a novel. Um, I forget the name of the novel, but it was it, it it was turned into a movie script, and he kind of found the anchor point of the movie script from the novel. Um, because he got into a fight with his wife and then he got on the, on the highway, uh, at, like leaving a fight with his wife where he was at fault. And, uh, he, he almost got in a car accident. There was like a refrigerator in the middle of the highway. He almost ran into it. He ran into it, but luckily it wasn't like filled with stuff. So he was able to survive. And then when he got home, he realized that's going to be like, uh, one of the main themes of this movie is having this estranged marriage and. What is it like to have this feeling of I should apologize, but I never had the chance to? And it's like one of the climaxes of the movie is as as Bruce Willis's character is trying to liberate um, the hostages. Again, a a very Christian motif. uh, He 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 does tell his partner, who's Carl, uh, whose his name is Al uh, Al Powell, who's. Carl Winslow from uh, Family Matters, classic, any millennial will know what I'm talking about there. He plays the same role, but in a comedy with Steve Urkel, but, but he's in this right. serious movie with, with, with Bruce Willis. Uh, please tell her I'm sorry. Um, I, I just don't know how to say I'm sorry. I, I told her I love love you, but I was able to say, apologize. And, and that's kind of the main, main theme. And then you have that family theme again, when the stupid reporter is uh, putting the, the the information out to the terrorists about who the family is and the, the, the kid who's waiting for their, Christ, their their dad to come home for Christmas, the, the line is come home in the news. Mm-hmm. Like I think that summarizes like
1: a reconciliation,
0: the feeling of family. That's, that's across the board in like every sort of Christmas movie. There's this the sense of family and tension in the family, and then they're all coming together.
1: Yeah, I think that's the core the moral of the story, right? That's the core objective of the story. Everything else revolves around that, you know, all the action and, and the drama with the plot. But the, the underlining, I think, meaning is that. It's that reconciliation between John and his wife and there's a child there, you know, at home. Come home, come home. That's that's beautiful. You know, everything else is um, just the uh, the action that surrounds that story, that plot. And that's no different than in life, I think, right? That's kind of how it is.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, uh, so what makes this movie special for you?
1: Well, you know, now that I'm, you know, in my late 30s, um, it's interesting. Uh, as a child, I could maybe identify, when I first watched this, my parents allowed me to watch it, even though there's a lot of, you know, foul language and uh, probably, uh, you know, all that good stuff in action. But uh, I was able to watch it. It was one of my first movies watched I probably watched on VHS. Uh, I know for the first
0: one was a land before time It was dinosaurs cartoon. that is one of the saddest I think that's sad that's sadder than die hard because you have the mom dying in the beginning there's that sad scene yeah that is the saddest thing to show a kid like that should well, be rated R if we talk about emotions anyway I,
1: well I went from basically the land before time to die hard yeah, right. yeah. That, there was there was it was from the death of a mom now it's from it's from rated g to i think it was probably r but it's it's, to,
0: it's totally rated r it's not it's, it's not totally a good christian it. movie i'm going to say that no, no. publicly so, before we get in trouble by yeah by so i guess years. my
1: parents probably my parents were at work or something and somehow we were able to watch it all the time with the vhs but but uh, as a kid watching that you know john mcclain was his hero you know he saved he was like an action figure you know an action hero Kind of like in the, kind of in the spirit of like Rocky or, or Rambo, you know, that kind of guy, not like Superman or with a cape, but he was like a real human being. That exactly.
0: Saved. And this is but, the, this is what like changed the action movie genre of this movie did because it wasn't like some jacked up Stallone or right Schwarzenegger who was like, like steroid up muscle builder it would, the, the, the character feels like oh that could have been me it's like an everyman sort of uh, action yeah. hero so like more people related to him as an actor even though like when the movie came out uh like the the trailers people were laughing because they, they didn't think this that Bruce Willis was action hero material because it, it well was...
1: it, it, it's understandable because during that era that, that's all you had you yeah. know, you had the Rocky and the Rambos and the Terminators and all those movies, Total Recall, all of these action steroids and Conan the Barbarian sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden you have this action. Is he an action guy? Is, it, is this guy a hero? He looks like an average Joe. And But I think that's the genius of the movie because it's relatable. Like yeah. it makes it more believable, even with all the, you know, all the action uh, stuff that the stunts the stuff that none of us could probably do uh even in our 20s but here's a guy in his like 40s mid 40s or whatever and he's pulling him off but you're somehow real you can relate and as a kid watching that he, he was somebody that aspi- uh, inspired me i guess at the moment he was somebody that i looked up to and i watched i started watching bruce Willis movies because of that
0: movie yeah
1: i started following bruce willis as a kid because i was cheering for him he was one of my favorite actors because of that movie. He had such a, uh, kind of an impact on, me. uh, you know, unconsciously he was having that too. Uh, but as an adult, when I watch it now, I see it through the lens of a father.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally had so a different a lens Mary of it. Yeah,
1: Just because the circumstances have changed. It's the same movie, but the lens that I'm looking, to, watching this movie through is that now as a husband and as a father and it so there's moments that i probably as a kid watched and overlooked and now are much more intense for me you know what i mean so uh it it depends where you are in life watching that movie if you're a cop i imagine the same you know you identify maybe deeper yeah or much more closer with john and and some of the other characters
0: now when you watch this as a kid where were you watching it from because i think that you have a fascinating upbringing well I was watching it in Glendale. Okay. Okay. But you were born in Nigeria, right?
1: (laughs) I was, I was born in Lagos, Nigeria. Yeah. Okay. My, my parents, uh, they grew up in Lebanon, but there was a civil war. So obviously the first place you go to when you leave a civil war in Beirut is Nigeria. And of course, uh, course, uh, no, but so my sister and I were born there. My brother was born in Lebanon. So I have two siblings, but, but there was going to be a civil war in Nigeria. As well, there was corruption. There was an uprising, and it, so we had to leave. And so we came to the
0: states. Yes, yes, it's quite. And then, and then, like you, you watch Die Hard, and Die Hard teaches you about American culture and
1: survival skills. Definitely, no, you know, it's um, it wasn't a fairy tale movie. It wasn't like Cinderella or you know Snow White. It was a real action hero, but it was happening in a city where I live, you know, yeah. Uh, I can identify as a kid airplanes and buildings and cars and cops and lights and, and that sort of thing, mom, dad, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of things, even as a kid, it pulls you in, you know, I mean, and anyways, I didn't understand the language, but it was probably the first time I was exposed to that word, to those words. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what those words meant. I was like, okay, whatever. It's like uh, some, any, any other word that I wasn't familiar with, but, All
0: right. but it was cool. Definitely cool. Just to recap, before we move on to some other movies, so you have Die Hard, you have Christmas music, you have, uh, you have family reconciliation, you have some sort of incarnation. He flies from overseas, um, from from New York as a New York City cop, enters mm-hmm. into the the danger, liberates hostages. That's pretty c- Christmassy, right there. And uh, then you have. Uh, like the feel good, the good guys win sort of experience. I feel like that's like the final piece to a good Christmas movie. Like there's no Christmas movie that ends on a bad note. Like to be a Christmas movie, it has to be like, everything is okay. Roll the credits, more Christmas music. Even
1: though there's like a bunch of debris at the end of the movie and confetti and money just still like uh, flying in the air, falling from the 45th story, and there's lights and there's smoke and there's fire. They're walking husband and wife together, him limping, bleeding, and they're walking together and they're gonna go see their son. And it's basically a, a perfect ending, a marriage reconciled, sir, um, that was estranged as you said. And uh, it is a good feeling movie at the end. Uh, you did you did mention the, the ransom, uh, the reconciliation, clearly there's that theme there, right? Uh, it's there. He's Here's this guy who's trying to save people that are held hostage and that, that's the Christmas, that's the Christian story, right? You know being saved, uh, being redeemed ransomed from the evil one if you will that's at least one of the ideas and uh, so definitely John, and there's John McLean another kind of a biblical name John, right? Of all the names he could have been it could have been Benny, it could have been Rick but it was John. And so there's a lot of themes there I think that the directors, writers, all those were tapping into that our culture would understand. So I loved it. I still love it. It's one of those movies I can watch again and again. I don't get tired.
0: I feel like that's Uh, another criteria for a Christmas movie. There's a repeat, repeatable factor to it. It's not a Christmas movie. If you can just watch it once, it doesn't become like, it's not a Christmas song. If you just listen to it for once, I think whatever that thing is in our subculture is Christmas. It has to be repeatable.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know there's so much uh, uh, there's just so many um uh, what's the word i'm looking for uh these uh cultural like popular scenes in that movie that you never forget you know uh his feet are bloody he had to run through glass that was shattered you know through gun shooting and he's got to jump off of a building where he's got the uh a fire hose tied yeah, yeah. to his waist when the bomb is blowing there's just there's the elevator opening and it blows up and then there's uh i forget his name right now but there's the guy with the pen what's his name um pete what was his name um anyway the shot a hot shot kind of salesman he thinks he can deliver uh deliver john to hans and he's flipping the pencil and he says i can give him to you yeah yeah he's, he's not, like the,
0: he's like the Judas figure of the movie. He's like the he's supposed to be on the team of the good guys but he's like uh yeah he's he betrays the the John and uh, yeah he's a he's a he's a not a good person. So uh, there's all
1: those famous there's those those uh, those moments that you remember those scenes that are so embedded and um uh, and I guess you watch it again and again and you you look forward to those scenes. They're hilarious and at the same time they're meaningful. So I think it, a lot of the, yeah
0: I think another thing about Christmas movies is they say the word Merry Christmas throughout the movie, even though there are swear words in this that we're not endorsing here, but that there's always that sort of thing. So there's this aspect of feel good, like you can watch it more than once. Uh, there's a Christmas setting of music and the scenes and uh, in, in Die Hard, there's this ransom the- theology of a, a savior figure who's like undercover. You don't it's not he's in the scene, but he's he's different, redeems us. Redeems the good people from the bad people. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say is your favorite Christmas movie? I know we're using Die Hard as a case study, but there's there's so many Christmas movies out there.
1: There's a lot. Um, obviously, like there's a top five probably. Uh, most people have a list. Uh, top, you know, uh, Home Alone's probably on most people's list as well as Imagine. I I, I liked Home Alone as a kid. I want to say I, I, I'm a humor guy. I love funny movies. Uh, And I think Die Hard has humor in it. Um, But I would have to say National Lampoon's um, uh, uh, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. You know, again, it's the family, right? There's snow, there's lights. It's frustrating. Nothing goes right for this guy. You know, everything he does, it turns out to be a terrible like leading up to Christmas Day, the the tree catches on fire. He's got these uh, family members that he, you know, distant family members that he despises that show up unannounced uh, and they make his life hell. He's got issues with his wife. His kids are not talking to him and he doesn't get the bonus he wanted for Christmas that he was depending on to buy the new pool, to to, to, to build a new pool. And so he one disappointment after another, one disappointment after another, but it's a beautiful setting. It's a nice picture perfect, like white a picket fence home, you know, something colonial, you know, it's just perfect somewhere in the east coast, snow's coming down. But uh, tragedy, tragedy, tragedy spells the whole movie. But then at the end, uh, they come together and they look at what matters most. It's not the tree, it's not the eggnog, it's not the food, it's not the uh, the money that he was going to get or not get it for a Christmas reward. Uh, it was actually the love that they have as a family, bonding, coming together, and that's, you know, you do d- definitely have that, and that's why, as a kid growing up, it was very sentimental. I, one of my favorite because it's full of laughter. Yeah, you can't you can't stop laughing out loud in that movie.
0: Yeah, every Christmas movie has to have laughter in it. It's like that's what makes it too. There's this this there's yeah. all these tensions, and there's this uh, like I mean I think the Simpsons kind of ripped that off I feel like you just were describing like multiple Simpsons episodes oh, really? but, but, but Simpsons has like Christmas specials where it's kind of very similar you know like at the end of the day the family's still together even though the husband is a blundering idiot mm-hmm. he still is like fighting for his family and like it, it, it's like it still like wraps up in a nice bow you know because like that, that those values are, are upheld of family of we're going to stick through it no matter what even though I'm going to make a bunch of mistakes um, but yeah, what about Home Alone? Because that's a very, like, that's another one that you won't maybe think it's a Christmas movie right away. But then it has elements of, all right, I'm abandoned and I need to be reconciled to my family, literally. Yeah,
1: um, I, I remember one of my initial reactions to Home Alone is, uh, man, what a beautiful home right like i was i think the home itself spoke volumes like going up and down the stairs it was decorated like decked out you know very christmas festive you know with all the you know wreaths and and that sort of candles it was just like wow and you got all these families coming together this was a a regular thing that they did during the holidays during christmas so there was tradition again it was the setting was east coast and it's funny a lot of these movies are although die hard but uh, might be the exception. A lot of them are East Coast, if you notice, because of the snow, the cold yeah. weather, the scarves, the, the 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 mittens and and um, uh, the, the the beanies and stuff. And then sometimes there's a church involved, and those are very gothic and very historical sort of looking churches. But the homes themselves, right? And so I remember that was the first thing that jumped out at me was, wow, what a beautiful home! I would love to be this kid, right? To be like lost in this house or forgotten. I got this whole beautiful place to myself. I kind of envied that as a kid. And, uh, and he's, you know, he's got the whole world to himself. Like his parents are flying around Paris and they have to come back somehow. But there he has got this whole home to himself. And uh, so for me, uh, and what's key in that, I think, in what you said too, is another thing that has to do with family is the, the object of love. right like all these christmas stories at the core at the core 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 whether it's die hard come home dad you know that sort of thing with his wife that relationship with his wife but even this like there's love like a mom is doing everything in her power whatever it takes to come back to save her son from possible you know damage or hurt whatever but there's a there's love there you know and um and then he misses his mom you know he realizes early like this is not fun being by myself you know and um and so i think love has to be a central message there's a love story whether it's relational like an intimate love between a guy and a, a man and a woman or something but could be between siblings or a kid and their parents so uh, again so many sentimental things and the music draws you to. i think they have some they have silent night a holy night yeah. they have all those those captivated me like tapped into like the reservoir like areas of my like for the first time that i didn't know i had in my being I don't know if that was your, was that your experience with Home
0: Alone? Yeah. I mean, I think like, I think it's the first, as like a kid who was Macaulay Culkin's age, like a little younger, but like, that's the first time you have such a child star carrying uh, a movie for like the age demographic. So like, there's that immediate, like, Oh my gosh, he's like me. (laughs) Uh, Relatability. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, I think Home Alone was was always a it was more of a fun movie. I think in retrospect, I, I appreciated the Christmas elements when I saw it like recently. Um, I didn't pick up on it right away, I guess, when I was enjoying it when uh, the first couple of times. But but there's like it, it's there. It's I, like I didn't I didn't even think it's a Christmas movie, you know, um, until like recently when I was like, oh wait, this whole setting is around that setting, um, and in and
1: and 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 on Christmas Eve, where he goes. Uh, he goes to a a mass. It's a Catholic church. There's a major outside, the nativity. And he walks in and there's this old man who he's always scared of, right? In the church pews, he sits next to. And he's actually a loving, warm man. And talk about reconciliation. Here's this man who has an estranged relationship with his son and need to be reconciled. And what he sees with Kevin and his mom. Yeah. Right? The love, the bond they have, it prompts him to reach out to his son eventually then spoken for years. And he I think through the window at the end, Kevin looks through the window and he sees his neighbor, this old man with the beard, with the shovel is has has his son come back to the yeah. house. And it's just a feel good ending, you know, like again, reconciliation. It's subtle, but that's the ultimate I think take home, right? Uh, with all the other the dressing above it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one of my favorite movies of all time is also like takes place on Christmas is Rocky IV. (laughs) Like like Rocky IV, it takes place on Christmas. Of course. Rocky topples down the Soviet Union where they're chanting for an American in Mother Russia on Christmas Day. And in 1991... The day after Christmas is when the Soviet Union falls 30 years ago. It's all because of Rocky IV. I mean, it doesn't get any more Christmassy than the toppling of a Soviet communistic regime.
1: Oh, man. You're so (laughs) right. I mean, geez, I... I I never saw Rocky as a political figure like that, but man, he had some power, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, if he could change, everyone could change, man. Everyone. Well, could he change. says at the end, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's his famous. If speech. I can change, you can change. Well, you know what? That's interesting. That's I uh, a that's an element I never really noticed.
0: And, and and there's the his son is watching the fight from America, saying "I love you, Dad." And
1: you they know? got the American flag. Yeah, they got the
0: whole do. thing going on. Yeah, yeah. But it's it they definitely have the snow theme, and they have an awesome '80s soundtrack of fighting music but
1: oh yeah well i think my favorite scene in that movie is uh, is when he gets into his like lambo and uh it's probably not a lamborghini it's probably a pantera or something and he throws it in reverse and the exhaust and the music comes on um, yeah
0: there's no easy way out and there's these montages yeah, from all the rockies uh, as apollo creed dies
1: who does not whether you're five years old or like 85 years old you watch that scene you want to go out and run like yeah nearby. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. The, the whole movie is pretty much a music video with the fall with the toppling of the soviet union like it's just training monta- it's like montage after montage and right uh james brown is in it that's pretty phenomenal too living in america living
1: in america i mean it's just so
0: good <laughs> it's, man. So, it's so good it, it's it's a good Christmas when you got james movie.
1: brown when you have james brown yeah, yeah wearing like a pink or red whatever he's wearing you can't get better than that
0: yeah 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 and and i think another thing about all these movies we're mentioning the villains are phenomenal hans gruber ivan drago the two thieves in the home alone like phenomenal villain villains they're very memorable uh opposition to to really bring out they
1: they need to be there needs to be a contrast like a radical construct and uh so, you can point it out clearly. There's no doubt that these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Right, totally. Um, and that guy was chiseled, wasn't he? Like, look, Rocky Balboa had a nice body as a kid growing up. You look at that Stallone, right? Yeah. But when you looked at um, Ivan Drago, I mean, this towering figure, like six foot six, chiseled, yeah, yeah. Like, looked like a robot, not even human, perfect haircut.
0: Yeah And he was taking drugs even on the, in the movie too, to, to get that, that physique. Oh, a uh, little, uh, little
1: uh, 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 secret here I'll reveal to you. That's kind of it. I think I think Hans not Hans, but Ivan Drago was the inspiration for my fade haircuts for the
0: past 30 years. Not I just yours but a whole generation. He might have been one of the earlier adopters of that that fade. Yeah. That's a good he point. Is the you You're right. You're right. Generation. I never that he 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 made fades cool before they were a thing. Yeah. Right, right. Cuz so, the 80s was all about like long hair and the, the hairspray and stuff. He was just like He was he was beyond his times, man.
1: Him and Val Kilmer and Top Gun probably did it for me as far as fades. They did it. Yeah, the
0: Iceman. Iceman. Yeah, another another classic, but not a Christmas movie at all. Uh no, not at all. But uh, but 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 Goose Dying in Land Before Time, Apollo Creed dying, uh not I mean uh the, the, the mom dying in land before time, Apollo Creed right. dying, Goose dying in uh Top Gun, Bambi's mom dying. Are these are probably the top four mo- like moments in movie cinema where I actually cried. Like I can't think of any other moments like oh, the,
1: really?
0: i mean i'm sure they are but those are really sad tr- dramatic moments i mean they are they, they, maybe that da- maybe the the, the grandfather and oh i'll put that as number five more of a modern one but but those are always like moments in movies where i was like i, can't, I have to fast forward through this i'm a i'm a kid i can't process this right now
1: yeah no i could see that totally yeah because they're so you wish it would be otherwise they're so innocent they weren't meant to die you know yeah. and you have a heart for them they're sentimental figures for uh i probably shed a tear i don't remember it, but i probably shed a tear as a kid watching you know some of those scenes for sure no doubt yeah
0: uh, especially apollo uh, creed apollo creed is the one that gets me
1: yeah that one gets me yeah um you know that's not a christmas movie though but um i think should make it in anybody's top five regardless it's just somehow get involved even if um, usual suspects um for me that's uh, all time which since we're just talking about movies <laughs> sure
0: can... sure sure this is a very structured theological conversation here
1: yeah i mean you know they're <laughs> usual probably, suspects yeah they're going to do case studies on this particular podcast for uh, oh like definitely
0: definitely they're gonna be...
1: millennia um usual suspects that which starred kevin spacey uh him playing
0: um, uh, K- kaiser K- kaiser Sose say his name is yeah but throughout the movie he's virtual um, yeah that's right that's right
1: you know insignificant uh foolish o- very overlooked dumb figure character in the story but he's actually someone who uh the smartest guy in the room he said yeah he is kaiser Sose." and uh talk about a plot talk about an ending talk about like stopping you in your tracks and completely being blown away i don't want to be a spoiler if you haven't watched it's uh, been like
0: almost 30 years now so
1: it, it won a bunch of i'm sure it won a bunch of awards academy award it must have for different reasons but that is my all-time favorite movie i think it's the most well-written movie uh and ending that and a close second is the movie seven with brad pitt
0: yeah, yeah. these are good theological independent movies i i end up quoting um that movie a lot like especially whenever you talk about spiritual warfare like the greatest trick the devil ever played was to pretend like he doesn't exist to convince the world that he doesn't exist i mean that, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much the theme of that movie of usual suspects and then seven is the seven deadly sins and there's always stuff to talk about with those things um what's in the
1: box what's in the box that's right you know, that's, that's right a, that's my best brad Pitt uh impression what's in the box
0: yeah wow. So what are some other I mean there's like a whole like Chris, Christmas genre of of catalogs because of like was it like 4 years ago 5 years ago uh, Netflix was like let's do like a Hallmark type movie called The Christmas Prince and it like just broke so many like records at the time of viewership but now if you go on like your Netflix account there's like at least 10 12 Christmas movies that are like all like cheesy and their own respective ways but I don't think any of them are going to be Christmas movies until they are able to be like the, the test of time, you know, like yes. home alone, die hard, uh, Rocky four people. If they're on TV, I'm watching those movies. Like, right. Um, like miracle on 34th street. It's a wonderful life. These are classic stories. Yeah. But because Christmas there's Carol, Christmas Carol, uh, with
1: the, uh, with, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: There's a repeatability factor, uh, feel-good factor. The setting is there. But but there's, like you said earlier, like, it revolves around love. And I think if we don't see Christmas as the time of God revealing his love to us, like, we miss the mark of the whole point of Christmas, right? Like, at the end of the day, it's the incarnation of love.
1: Yeah, you know, for me, uh, like, I love the humor and their Christmas movies, because they have all the stuff that we just listed, the criteria. But like, if I put on my theological hat on and I had to be a really, uh, a, high, a, a a critic, right? Really, really critical about what's being communicated. A lot of times there's messages like self-awareness or uh, being a good person or um, a hyper sense of spirituality or something like that. Um, but it's basically like, do better or change by like change like somebody's in a particular uh, a specific mood or way of like, uh being and then this moment this, something happens a circumstance takes place and then they change so there's kind of this change of whether it's more kind more generous more forgiving uh, which has obviously christian roots and uh there is implications there of, christ, of the christian story the christ event right but a lot of times if i'm being as from what i'm persuaded by uh pastor hike is is there's a lot of human effort involved right yeah. it is like uh, which there is human part in this in the christian faith or walk but we understand god's the gospel with grace a message of grace right a promise of grace of what christ has done for us right and so that we receive that reckoning or uh, that declaration of forgiveness uh, we receive the love of god not because of what we've done uh, but what he has done on our behalf overcoming sin death and 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 we're then moved so moved by the spirit our hearts are warmed and our are circumcised or transformed right but but by what he has done i think sometimes though if i'm being honest and i don't want to be a spoiler i don't want to be the back the, the you don't want to be
0: the grinch who stole christmas but
1: that's it that's that's a great line that's perfect um, is if i want to be like theologically uh, i think fair and honest is the gospel is what god has done right right the good news of god right the justification of God and the righteousness of God. And then we are the recipients of that, right? We receive that grace, right? And so, so, although they have a lot of the, okay, what happens after faith stuff, right? Like the fruits, how one becomes more like Christ. True, these movies have a lot of the uh, post-resurrection, the, if you will, like in Romans 12 and beyond, the imperative, what it means to be a follower now, right? the fruits of that life and that's we're all for that and that's what i want uh that's what we seek right love god and neighbor that sort of thing what does that look like tangibly right but if the central message of the christian story uh, of christmas the christmas story is the incarnation of god becoming one like us pitching his tent becoming one like us and then the story of redemption right that's the advent and and of redemption coming into the world uh, reconciling the broken world. So that is like if I'm being honest and fair to the biblical text and tradition and reason it is that of what God has done, who God is, the person nature of God. Everything else is yeah, there's connections to the Christian story, like all these movies have connections. Uh, but it, I don't think it it's it's being um a, an accurate portrayal of what Christmas is, right? Right. Uh, Christmas, you know, the thanksgiving of Christ
0: yeah absolutely and I think uh, that's that's kind of my frustration with the 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 facade of christmas season it, it loses sight of this miraculous redeeming story, and any good work of art will kind of reflect it because we we're, we're made in the image of this wonderful narrative of of God sending his son to redeem us. Um, I mean the whole gospel is God becomes part of the human family so humanity could be p- part of god's family and the, the 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 pivotal person in all this is christ who was born on christmas and uh because he he came uh we get to call his dad our dad we get adopted into his family um and that's the beauty of christmas like we belong to the the reconciliation of of god's family it takes place because of jesus and um yeah. And we and throughout every season, there's Christmas song singing praise the coming of the Savior, who's uh, who redeems us and rescues us from from the grasp of Satan, sin, and death. Um, and it, and it's there's there's something feel good about that because it's the truth. You know, it's like it's a free gift, like you're saying. It's not something we have to we we can't earn it. We just have to be freed by it and receive it and accept it and be grateful for the one who does it for us. Um, yeah
1: yeah uh, uh, and i guess we can't expect that from movies uh because you can't replace you can't you know uh, uh and um kind of have a sequel to the christmas story if you will right like yeah uh, an accurate portrayal because to be honest a lot of the christmas movies that like you just listed like a whole set of them towards the end here they're kind of cheesy they really don't do it for me um you know maybe at a younger age you know for family but as a, Someone in the late thirties, 30s, mid thirties, 30s, late thirties, 30s, whatever—they don't do. It. They're too cheesy. The reason why I like a movie like Die Hard and some of these other ones is because they tend to be a more kind of incarnational, more real, more concrete. They're not fairy tale, uh, which I, which is the great irony. Yeah. In a lot of these Christian movies, uh Chris, Christian, Christian, Christmas, Christian movies, whatever, they tend to be not real which is the great irony is like if anyone should be claiming the real it is us but they're so unrealistic and it's almost like a fairy tale minus popular words like cinderella and snow white they just have a different setting and different characters but they're not believable right if you want and so but a movie like die hard which is full of like guns and bombs and and blood and, and betrayal and ironically a movie that is quote unquote more on the secular end if you will not on the sacred if you have to put them in categories yeah yeah it has much more sacred reality if you will or the reality like identifiable it's more grounded in 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 stuff that you and I can identify whether you're on what are you on 34th Street what do yeah. you Yeah. Miracle
0: Street? on 34th Street it's right by the right. Macy's
1: or I'm on Glen Oaks in Burbank. It it's more relatable, but it's secular. But but what are we doing then? You know? So I don't want to be again a critic, but I'm saying that's why I don't really watch those movies because I don't relate with them. You're, you're, talking, a, you're, you're,
0: t- you're talking about the Hallmark cookie cutter cheesy Christmas song movies, or even just sure. cheesy Christian movies.
1: Sure. I guess
0: there's
1: there might be a place. I'll just say this. There might be a place for that, you know but it can't be all that
0: right right yeah absolutely and i think at the end of the day it's like god becoming man is pretty as real as it gets right and if you read the narratives of scripture it's never like sugar-coated bow tie characters it's it's fallen characters messed up characters the settings are violent the 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 circumstances is real like it's it's it, it, it it does a disservice to the what is being testified to as as not just the human experience of reality but also what the bible points to because it it is bloody it is it is fallen it is distorted but like despite the darkness of this world there is the light of christ revealing his goodness to us but in a manner that's relatable because at the end of the day christmas is god becoming man he relates to us period Mm
1: -hmm. yeah life is not pg life yeah. is rated r it really is uh i'm not saying go and promote rated r content and, and all that stuff images and things like that but the reality is that's the world we live in and it's not pg and uh the, you know kind of this purity sort of thing is not relatable for someone like me as a kid it is and it's safe i understand where parents are coming from and why people direct that and sponsor and adore that totally understand that i don't have any gripes with that i'm just saying as an adult, I identify, and it depends when you become an adult. Everybody's different depending on their life experiences. And so something at 12, maybe to somebody who's had a tough life, can identify with yeah. something that we see those Hallmark, and they will identify more with a, a diehard because it's more real. So I think it's, it's, it's important to have that conversation and know that since we're talking about Christmas movies, I think it's important to mention that. I let my cards, review my cards, you know, my hand. Yeah. Uh, I want to be grounded in reality and whatever I'm being catechized by or shaped by, whether it's movies or books or social media or whatever, I want it to shape and inform me in a way that's grounded in reality and in in truth, not in a distant, far off land. Although there's place for that. Like I said, with C.S. Lewis is a great example of that. But again, even in fictional stories, there's still an there is still like a reality of a cold brew tragic
0: world right 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 yeah absolutely and i think that's the christmas story if we'd have to 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 to, there's this theme of keeping things as real as possible yet despite the realness there's this great love and reconciliation um in what god has done in christ uh yeah this is good stuff pastor Astor. uh maybe next time we could talk about the usual suspects and maybe do th- different episodes on those movies but yeah sure. i think i think we hit some important themes we just kind of wing this whole conversation about like what are, some, <laughs> what are some themes in Die Hard that are relatable and like i think there's the repeatability this this love reconciliation this Identif- identifying with the with the with the stars, like all all the all these things are are were were really insightful things to kind of process of what makes something a Christmas movie. And uh, if you have any suggestions, if you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie, feel free to comment and whatever platform you're listening to this on, comment below. Uh, thank you for listening to the end of this podcast. Uh, I want to wish all the audience members a very merry Christmas. And, uh, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening and thank you brother for, for, for joining me on this wonderful coffee hour. So God bless you all
1: and take care.